Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. All right, today we're here with Wes Jennings at Mita Coffee Lab early in the morning on a Thursday morning. And we're just here, uh, my brother Wes Jennings is a missionary, and we're just here uh, talking, having conversations about, you know, the goodness of the Lord and what God has called him to do. So we're just here talking, and we just want to, uh, of course, we're glad for all of you listening, and we just want to hear from Wes and see what uh, what the Lord's been putting on his heart. Yeah, God's uh, called us to go to Belize. Okay. It's, uh, just below the Yucatan Peninsula, okay. past uh, Mexico, right below Guatemala. Okay. A lot of people don't even know where it is. No, I, d- I didn't. Where is that at? <laughs> and if they do know anything, they think, oh, well, that's where the resorts and everything at. Right. That's not where we're going to be in the resorts. Okay. You know, it's, right. a, it's a very impoverished country. Wow. And uh, the Lord just showed us to go through you know, several different... We had people come to us and ask us to go. And we've been praying about going to Iran. We've been praying about right. going to different places. and uh, Almost for a year. Right. And it just, even when they asked us to go, we thought, well, okay, we'll pray about that and see. And sure. A month went by and the same people asked us again. And it was just like the Lord would just open my eyes and say, look, look down there. It doesn't get any easier than this, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of the places that we've been in the past, you know, people would consider dangerous. You know, we lived sure. in North Mexico for six years. Okay. We lived in uh, Uganda, Africa for three and a half years. Okay. Uh, even before I was married, I was in uh, Nicaragua. Okay. In, in La Mosquitia, in the, in the jungle. So wow. That was probably the scariest place I lived. People wow. Was pretty rough down there. Okay. <laughs> but God's been training me and my family sure. for a while. Sure. We got a wife, got four kids. Awesome. Uh, Shalom, Michael, Abigail, and Dawson. Wow, those are awesome names. So they're all they're all excited about going. Yes. And uh, maybe a year ago, the Lord spoke to Michael uh, and said in a dream, and he woke up that morning. He told us he said, you know, Daddy had a dream, and the Lord spoke to me and said the Lord's going to use me in mighty ways in His kingdom. Wow. And I thought, man, that's, that's, that's really, the kind of dream yes. I want. <laughs> So I started praying, Lord, give me a dream like that. But, uh, anyway, so we know that we're not only just there for you know, what God's going to use us, but what sure. God's going to use our family. That's beautiful. And uh, so we, uh, I began to pray about that when the man asked us to go, and it just seemed right. like my eyes were open. This is it, you know, because right. you can be wrong. You sure. Can, you, can sure. Think, you can think, oh, well, we got it. And I'm always to the, to the side the default to go because scripture says go into go, all the earth right and a lot of people well, they want to see a vision they want to hear something before sure. they go but i'm always why is that the default not going right when going probably should ought to be, be the, the default, default. Yeah, right at least exactly. in scripture you see where you know paul's going into asia and then he tells and he him, says hold up don't go don't at go. that point so yes okay i'm always that guy and some people would disagree with that but <laughs> i think that gets you in a whole lot more trouble you know in the, in the worldly eyes than sure than just sitting and waiting Wow. So I always encourage people, you know, it's, if you're in doubt, just go. Just go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. you're not, God's never going to get mad at you if you're going sharing His gospel. Wow. You know, you yeah. preach the word in season and out. Yeah. So, uh, so you were sharing a little bit earlier about the vision you had about the water. 
yeah. in the salt water. Uh-huh. So is that where is that where your missionary heart began? Or yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, so I, I first got saved. Uh, just I was lost. I grew up. I didn't believe in God. I thought people who believed in God were stupid. <laughs> I was that guy that was going to cuss at you or scream sure. at you. Or I was the reason most people don't share the gospel. <laughs> and uh, so. You know, obviously, I, I got saved. There was a guy who had been in uh, been in uh, jail. And he was out on bail. He had an ankle monitor, right? And he had, he had been in there for uh, murder or okay. he, for self. He, he was saying it was self defense. It was a gang fight they were in. He ended up killing killing a guy. Okay. And uh, but he got saved while he was in and was sharing the gospel. I hated that guy. Man, he would just, and he was a gangster, so he didn't care about my feelings. He just laid Jesus on me. He laid it on you. <laughs> and I would just always want to punch him in the face, and I couldn't. It was like something stopped me. Right. And uh, about that time, I was living in Corpus Christi, and, a, and a, we had a five-bedroom house on Ocean Drive. And this one guy came and rented a room from us, and he had a Bible stuck under his arm, you know. Right. It took us maybe three months before he was running women using cocaine, drinking oh, okay. beer. So it you, was his you, mama's religion. You, you know? guys converted yeah, him. Yeah, we converted out of... him. <laughs> and uh, it's terrible. Right. And uh, But he left his Bible in the bathroom. And I remember I'd, I'd go in there, because, you know, when people are using drugs most of the time, right. nobody wants to buy it, they just want to smoke it. They, right? So right. I always had a bunch of pot with me. And right. I would give everybody else a joint, and I would go in the bathroom myself just right. to smoke, to get away. To get away from And you, uh, yeah. I'd go in there, and that Bible being on in the bathroom floor, and I'd always think, what's this trash doing in my house? Right. You know? And, wow. Uh, well, one day at the Chinese food restaurant I was working at, a guy came to me and gave me a New Testament Bible. He said, this is the area we're living in. And I thought, buddy, I don't care what area you're living in, you know? Yeah. But when I got home that night, was in the bathroom. When I, I looked at that Bible, and I remember that guy saying that. And I opened it up, and there it was, Old Testament, New Testament. I never opened the Bible. Right. I didn't know anything about Old Testament, New Testament. Right. And so naturally... I flipped over to the New Testament. Right. And I thought, well, it's going to be a rule book telling me not to drink, don't smoke, don't, do don't this, have sex. Don't do that. Because you know? that's right. what all I'd heard that's in my right. whole life. Exactly. And uh, by people who did all those things. Right. You know? So, so rightly, maybe I didn't. That's why I didn't go to church. Right. And uh, so as I began to read it, I thought, well, this is just a kid's story about some guy named Jesus. Sure. This ain't what I thought it was. And right. I began to have all this crazy stuff happen in my head. Right. And, uh, you know, one of it was that I didn't care. Like, you don't care, you don't care. And I thought, well, I don't care that I don't care. Right. You know, I just started having these bizarre things happen in my mind. And every time I'd go in there, I would pick up and start reading. And okay. then before long, I wasn't going in there to smoke no more. I was just sneaking in there to read. To read the and Bible. I felt ashamed. <laughs> right. But but you didn't want yeah, your other friends to know you were in there reading the Bible. And I, and I kept having all this crazy <laughs> stuff going on in my head. Well, one day at the Chinese food restaurant, I saw this lady from across the room. Sure. And uh, I knew she was coming to talk to me. Well, I mean, everybody had to talk to me. I was doing the cash register, right? But in my mind, I knew she's coming to talk to me. And as she got closer, I started hearing she's a witch. Hit her with a stapler. I mean, I was hearing crazy stuff. Wow. And uh, she handed me this piece of paper. And all it was was a prayer. Right? Yeah. And I didn't know that time. She said, don't read it until you're home alone. Right. Well, I got home. I was alone. I took it out. And all it was was about three or four sentences. Simple, a just, simple prayer. Just giving my life to Christ, no reserve, asking forgiveness for my sins. And I, as I read it, I was praying it. Because I'd already read it that time. I'd read through Matthew and I'd read through Mark. Right. And the sins they talked about in there were 
really not too big a caliber, you know, right. I, right. I thought about the stuff that I was involved in. And as I read that, wow. I was 21 years old, Freeze, and man. I was on yeah. the floor like a baby crying. Yeah. And I thought, man, what's wrong with me? Men don't cry, you know? Right, the whole thing. And I'm yeah. trying to figure it out, and I'm crying, and all of a sudden the Lord speaks to me. He says, my son is Jesus, and your sins are forgiven. Wow. And I knew at that moment it was the God of the universe sure, speaking to sure. me. Sure, sure. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I began to feel like this cold water just rushing over my body. Right. And man, from that moment on, I was different. Yes. Man, and that I, is an awesome know, testimony. And then even those voices that was inside of me now was on the outside of me, and it was not okay. Right. You know, I began to hear crazy stuff. And I told the Lord, I said, you didn't save me from nothing. You made me crazy. Because I, w- I wouldn't hear no voices before that, <laughs> you know? Right. And I, if I closed my eyes, all I would see was these demons like right. gnashing at my face right and I would have to pray an hour even before I'd go to sleep and I just said Lord you gotta do something something sure. right and the Lord began to show me in scripture where I have authority over those things right and I began to speak to them and, uh, but called all my friends oh, told them wow. about Jesus lost all my friends lost all day. your, your original I, friends yeah. and I didn't know I didn't know any better <clears throat> so I didn't know what you could talk about what you couldn't talk about so right. I'm at work the next day Every person that came to that cash register, I told them about Jesus. You got to tell them, yeah. <laughs> and about, you know, half the people cussed at me and told me how stupid I was. And right. I didn't mind that. Sure, I, was, I was like, well, hey, you, I know where you're coming I know from. what I've experienced and yeah. I'm different, so I'm, you know. <laughs> and so I, I began to share that. Wow. And then the other half, they were happy. But they, right after they would say, oh, that's wonderful, they would say. But it's not for me. Or... You have to, you need to be a part of this denomination. Interesting. So all the Christians told me they were happy for me, but I needed to be a part of this denomination. Of their, of their particular yeah, whatever. Yeah, their particular yeah. one. And I, yeah. and I was going to college at the time. You know, I might have been, you know, a, a dumpy, dumpy college student, but I was going to college. And I knew that division and denomination were the same thing. Right. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to be a part of a division. I right. want the whole thing. The whole, yeah. <laughs> and I just asked the Lord, I said, you just got to teach me. I'm not going to go to, I, I, it scared me a little bit. So I said, I'm not going to a church. Now, that's not the right thing, but at the right. time, that's the way I was thinking. I said, Lord, I'm not going until I've read this, till, till till I, read your word. Right. And uh, and I didn't know anything about it. It kind of almost felt like a magic book because I'd be right. reading it and then it'd be speaking to me. Yeah, yes. And uh, so <laughs> I, just, I just began to read, read and I was so excited about that. And so the first time I went to church, it wasn't what I found in the scriptures. Right. And I was exactly. like, oh man, what's going on? And that's when I, I began to to just pour the word into people who I felt like maybe weren't seeing it right or, or interpreting it the, the way that I saw in scripture. Exactly. Just trying to change the way they understood, giving them right. the fresh water of the word. You sure, know? sure. And that's when the Lord showed me that vision that we were talking about this morning. Right. And uh, so in that vision, you know, just to share it again. Okay. Uh, if you got time. You yeah, got time we got tonight. time. Yeah. We got plenty of time. And uh, so <laughs> in that vision, it was a, a whiskey barrel, like the old style wooden whiskey barrel. Yeah. And uh, I went up to it and I tasted the water with my hand and it was salty. And then in, in my other hand, I had a, a, a pitcher of fresh water. And so I poured it in and I tasted it again. And again, it was salty. And then I poured another pitcher and another, and I did it a ridiculous amount of times. And in that, all of a sudden, I saw at the bottom of that barrel was a little twig, like a little plant that was about dried up dead. And uh, I realized what everything meant. And uh, that the, that the 
Saltwater was religious people. Right. That I had been trying to pour the fresh, fresh water, water into. Yeah. yeah, to change. And that this little dry twig was people who were all around me who were hungry and thirsty for the truth. Wow. And I wouldn't give them any. And uh, the Lord called me to go to those who were hungry and thirsty for the truth wow. that day. And it wasn't much after that. He called me to leave everything that I had and come follow him. Wow. You know, really, after I got saved, about three months into it, the Lord spoke to me. Yeah. He said, leave everything you have, come follow me. And I thought, man, that don't sound right. And I called a brother that I knew was a Christian. And I told him, he said, oh, no, the Lord would want you to have those things. And that, <laughs> and that was the answer I was looking for. Exactly. And so I did it. And later, as I had grown in the Lord, right. I told the Lord, I said, if you ever would ask me to do that again, I would do it. Right. And this was about the time, about six months later, and the Lord uh, showed me the vision to go to that which was Nicaragua and Honduras. Right. He showed me uh, a black people in the jungle worshiping right. the Lord. And I thought, well, number what one, is, which is, one is it? Is it right. Nicaragua or is it Honduras? Right. And there are no black people down there. Right. You know, I'm just thinking there's brown people, you know. Right. And well, it turns out there's a group of uh, Indians. Okay. Mosquito Indians. Mosquito, yeah, the yeah. mosquito Indians. Very yeah. dark Indians. Right. And they live they live on the Nicaraguan side and they do their cattle farming on the Honduran on the, side. Look at their So wow. you really couldn't explain it any <laughs> <It's>, better. Right. <laughs> but when we got there, they were not worshiping the Lord. Right. And they were uh, very oppressed people. Wow. Didn't smile, you right. know. And uh, God just did miracles down there. We saw right. so many miracles down there. And I'm interested in when you say oppressed because I think sometimes uh, for us in the West, in mm-hmm. America, yeah. the Americans, we, we think that the blessing of the Lord is basically like that one brother was saying, you know, God wants you to have all of those yeah, things. Yeah. And I think some, you know, kind of talk to us about how God has shown you in your journey that blessings don't just mean things. Yeah. You know, and that how... How you, somebody might would say, well, wh- why would you use the term they were oppressed in the, as, you know, just kind of living a primitive mm-hmm. life? But we're, 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 we're spiritual beings. Yeah. And, and we do have an enemy of our soul, oh, regardless yeah. of whether we're in the city or mm-hmm. in the jungle. Or, so talk about that a little well, bit. Well, so in a lot of places we lived, there's poverty. Right. But even in poverty, you, you got the kids that are just as happy as can be, smiling, running around, you know. They don't know they're poor. You know, kids don't. <laughs> exactly. Kids are happy whether they're happy or exactly. not. But when we were there, the kids weren't like that. Right. You know, it was very difficult to see anybody smile. Right. And, uh, you know, even, even there, they even told me, hey, you don't need to be smiling at anybody either, especially not any women, you know, because it was a different culture. You know, I was just a young, dumb American. Right. You know, naive to a lot of things, and because of the culture I grew up in, sure, sure, we're not really cultured here in the U.S. a lot of times. Right. And so, anyway, so, but like for instance, and you, they, you know, the listeners could look this up online. There's a what they call, it sounds like crazy sickness, but it's it's spelled with a G, like crazy sickness, uh-huh. because of the way they right. they say it. Okay, a lot of the words in mosquito Indian, if it wasn't something that was native to them they don't have a word for it so they'll use an english word because the british pirates were the first people that made contact with them so a lot of their words after i'm just in the jungle right may sound like english right like a a horse uh in their language is aras which kind of you can hear it like a horse a horse horse. yeah (laughs) or a cow they call it beep 
which sounds a little beef. bit like beef, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's it's a weird language. Right, okay. Uh, but, so there's a, uh, you can look it up online. This was probably, it's still going on. Yeah. It's called crazy sickness, and you got to spell it a little weird. Right. But uh, it's in Nicaragua, and it's, um, you know, the world would say it's a regional disease. But basically what happens is uh, there'll be a, a, a village of people and the 15 year olds and down will all of a sudden close their eyes and start destroying the village. And then, I mean, you may have mm. 10, 15 young kids right. all with their eyes closed, right. destroying the village, Just pulling up the right. crops, knocking down the Just houses. And, right. and then after about 30, 40 minutes and all the parents will climb up in the trees and then after 30, 40 minutes, one kid will kind of snap out of it, and then he'll go over and touch another kid. They'll snap out of it until wow. everybody's kind of. But they're they're so tired. It's like you, they sure. were, you know, like you're in a fight, you know. Right. Uh, and their eyes are closed, yeah, so eyes they are just kind of just. Doing, but they're not. Right. But it's it's not like they're when you watch it, they're doing it with precision, as if their eyes were open. That's the creepy part. Wow. It's not just like they're a bunch of blind people running around. Interesting. I have a, a dear brother there that works with a, a project called Messias Project. Uh, wow. And uh, I, may, I may not say his name just because he wouldn't want me to say it. But, sure. Uh, they, uh, he had went, they had asked him to come because, I mean, he's a spiritual person. They sure. knew about, you know, demonic things. Right, and right. They took him up and they caught a girl down in this one village. And... Uh, they begin to ask her what happens because she because people were afraid of her naturally a lot of witchcraft in that area right. and stuff and she says what happens the little girl said what happens when, when their yeah. eyes are closed yeah. and so they she do said it. she said there's a lady on a white horse that comes and offers some blood to drink now this is in their mind you know or in their vision right. that they see right and when they drink the blood that's when it happens and she said it gave them the ability to see through the jungle and you know wow. they just follow the lady so in their mind, they're just following this lady, and uh, which is not something that you would hear in, right. in Corsicana sure, or you know other sure. places. And it's due to a lot of witchcraft that they do on, in, on on the river. Right. Well, this brother went down, and they're all you know everybody all the local people are afraid. So they got machine guns and all this stuff. They're going down. And my brother, he goes down and he begins to cast his spirits sure, out of these people sure. and bring liberation right. to them. And he, you know. He never would even tell the story. As always, people that knew him would tell the story. He's just a very humble man. Right. And uh, but God is powerful yes. to deliver. But that, wow. those still that witchcraft still goes around in different pockets of that place today. Interesting. And uh, you see that in different things in the world. Like in Uganda, there was a uh, sickness very similar that they called noddings. Nodding, like you were nodding. Like off. nodding, like nodding, going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some brothers there that work, uh, and uh, they experience some of the same things. But it's a demonic oppression, yeah. you know. Other than what you might think about, you know? right? Uh, when we were when we were in uh, Uganda, mm. one of the things that uh, we experienced when we first got there, we just show up in this village, sure. no electricity, no lights, right. like that. We had a the guy that was taking care of us had built a building and stuff, but it just wasn't quite ready yet. And, all of a sudden, you, you would hear at night uh, people screaming, like women being raped or just screaming. And they would start beating on these buckets that they had. They called them jerry cans, like for carrying water. Right. And uh, 
they would beat on them and scream, and we thought, Lord, what's going what's on? Happening? You yeah. could just hear it moving throughout the village. And we, we, I went outside in my guard. We had a guard, and he's out standing by the water well, just looking afraid. He's a huge, huge man. I mean, he would, he would have been a linebacker if he'd have been. He was a yeah, big he, man, yeah, right? He was, but he was, huge but, man. but dealing with spiritual things, yeah, he, and he was he's scared. afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went out there to him, and I'm, you know, I don't know any of the language at the time, and I'm just kind of making monkey signs to him, and like, you know, what's going on? And he goes, Satani, <laughs> and I thought, I know what that means. Satan. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, we ended up asking what was happening. Wow. Well, they were saying that there's, a, there's these spirits that come in the top of the trees. And they'll call someone's name. And if you answer, they'll attack you or kill you. And uh, a lot of times, you know, when you start talking about this stuff, Americans will check out right. pretty quick. Right. Uh, because they may not have experienced. But you talk sure. to older generations of Americans, and sure. it's, it's not. They'll, they'll, they understand that. Yeah. But anyway, the, so they said that these things would hold down the women and you know, right. do all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. Right. And that happened almost every night. Wow. If not every night, for wow. months. And so yeah. when we got there, that's all we did because that's scary. You know, yeah, and we just prayed every night every over night. You know, just like the scripture says, your weapons are mighty, the pulling down of strongholds. Strong uh, right. So we began to pray over those principalities, and, and I'm going to say about two months in, it just quit. Right. You know. You, you know what's what's just interesting about you? You know, you're telling us these things today because that's the the kingdom of God wants to come, and the the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. So you can have the kingdom anywhere. Mm-hmm. In Uganda and yeah. Belize and Honduras. So without the kingdom, they don't have the peace to, to sleep at night. Yeah, You know, they're, they're, so the it's amazing how sometimes in the West we think we have it all Locked down, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, and we don't. But isn't it amazing how the how the enemy would even try to oppress people in places that, perhaps in our modern way of thinking, are not as advanced, you yeah. know, quote unquote advanced as other nations. So, but there's some there, there's definitely something that God's trying to show us through you know your your uh, experiences. Why you know why would the enemy even care about? doing that to those people yeah well because he's just uh he's an he's oppressor out to kill, yeah. steal, and destroy and he never wants the kingdom of god to take over the whole earth yeah and so i think um just hearing this from you today is really exciting to me yeah because it shows you how that we need to support kingdom work yeah all the time so that even people in different places that that may like in america we're not experiencing this stuff but in america you know, your main. <laughs> we're here at Mita's Coffee Lab, as you yeah. all can hear. So they're making some coffee back there. But in America, there there were those that were like, "Well, you know, don't come to me with that." Yeah. And then there were others that were just like, "Okay, thank. We're excited for you, but you need to be a part of this group, or part of this group, or part of this group, or part of this group." And so, so the enemy uses that to separate the kingdom. In in different more you know I guess I would say developed nations yeah but it, uh, whatever you want to call it but then when it's not when he can't get in by subtlety he just tries to come in by mm-hmm. force well, in some of these other places you know 
me and you were made in the in the image of God. Sure. Every human being out there is made in God's image. Yes. And you sometimes forget about that and how precious that is. Right. You know, imagine if if you look down and you had a creation and everybody looked like you. Right. <laughs> you know, you are. And you you're the one you realize you're the one that made them. Right. You're the one that put them there and, you know, you have a plan of salvation for them after, you know, Satan had fallen and and uh, was cast out of, of heaven, but he's still accusing us. You know, wow. he's he's coming That's before right. us, and so God has that plan of salvation and has given the believer a lot. Of, a lot of times, people don't realize the authority that they have. Right. You know, you look out and you see a little little four foot, you know, state trooper, you know, woman state trooper. She can hold her hand out, and these big old eighteen wheelers just stop. They have to stop. Right? <laughs> they have to stop. And if they don't stop, right, then the whole state of Texas right. is on them. Exactly. And so they stop. They know they don't want that. Right. And because that authority is behind her. Now imagine we got the the, the kingdom of God. Right. We've got the angels of God right. on our side. You know. Exactly. And that's a that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So, well, you know, in, in all that we do. We do it for the glory of God. And, yes. and if the things that we're doing are not bringing glory to God, then we're not maybe in the kingdom. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, because yeah. you can do good things. Sure. But, you know, the kingdom, it, it will, it's going to be pushed back against. Right. You know, we, we wow. our idea, this is something that when you said about the, the kingdom of God going spreading to all the earth, yeah. it will go there. But it's not going to take over the earth. We know that in the end, that the times will even be cut short. Sure. So that there's some might be saved. Right. Right. We know that. And when the Lord had had began to speak to me about Belize, He was really speaking about a revival coming there. Well, I've never been a part of a big revival, large revival. And the Lord showed me that there would be 103 people in the inner workings of this thing. And I thought, wow, that makes me a very small part of it. Right. But at the same time, it gave me, I don't know, there's an old uh, documentary by a man named George Otis. It's called Transformations. And this is one of the things I wanted to to give you this morning to kind of have an idea of what we're we're wanting to see happen in Belize. And it was made, I think it was made in the 90s. Okay. And so everybody's got teased hair. Right, the the 1990s. But the principle of it, of this uh, documentary called Transformations, there's four different cities, uh, Cali, Colombia, uh, Montalongo, Guatemala, uh, Hemet, California, and one more. What was it? It was a place in Uganda. I think it was Kampala, Uganda, actually. And just a time where God poured out His Spirit, yeah. and there was a lot, big revival. Right. Just a, a transformed the whole community. Right. And uh, it starts by the local pastors and the local ministers. Sure. Putting aside all their domino- denominational right. differences right. and walking in unity. Okay. And beginning to pray. And what they would do is they'd have their people map the city to identify what principalities were over each part, part of the city. Of the city. You know, okay. there might be a section where there's sure. uh, you know, major adultery going on. There right. might be a part where there's drunkenness that's right. Know, and they would identify these different principalities. Wow. And they would begin to pray against <clears throat> just night and day. Putting in prayer, fasting. You know, a lot of times Christians don't realize that Jesus said, when you fast. When. Yes, exactly. You know, and a lot of people, you know, hearing that, they, in their mind, register, I have never fasted. Yeah. 
And so are you being obedient to the Lord? You know, you are you going to die when you fast? Absolutely not. No. What's going to happen is you're going to put to death the flesh, yeah. and then you're going to have the ability to walk in the Spirit. Right. That exactly. much easier. And so these, that's what these wow. men and women were doing. And all of them explained it was just like something happened. Just like I was talking about when we prayed over that, sure. that village, that these spirits they had to go. That's just, they yeah. tried to hang in there as long as they can, but... When the ambassador shows up from a mighty kingdom, right. they got to listen. They have to listen. And if they don't listen, what happens then is the authority of that kingdom comes in and cleans up. And I believe that's what was happening. Wow. Like when we were in Africa, we began to speak to them. We told them, this, this is going to be Jesus' place. We right. claim it for Jesus. Right. you got to go. You we fled the blood of Jesus over that place. Wow. And we probably said it a million times. Right. Because it was scary, too. Right, right. right. Because We're they, living there. They, we got our little yeah. babies there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our baby yeah. was six months when we moved down there. Yeah. Uh, Abby. And uh, uh, our last baby was there. Was, uh, she was born there. She got an African name, Namuyaga. Okay. And it means a storm. Right. And that's what she is, boy. She's a storm. <laughs> but... Uh, but in a good way. You know? Sure, I know what you mean. <laughs> but so, in this transformations video, they see the whole, the whole community transform, the whole country. Right. Because then people are being saved in the in the government. People are being saved. Right. You know, and all evil is being pushed out. And the Lord Glory showed me God. that that Praise is God. what that's is going what to be happening. To yeah. And uh, so, what I know it's going to take. Yeah, there's some things that I'm going down there to be a part of a, a certain ministry, and we'll sure. do certain things. But the overall picture yeah. is to unite the body of Christ in that place, right? And begin to see uh, those bodies pray against right. the principalities. And once those principalities are gone, people eyes can be open. They can be open, right? You know, and and one of their problems was like they would have a church that would have one service normally. Now they were having seven, eight churches. Come, and, all come yeah, together. And they yeah. was in such a way trying to get people preached to, they was inviting other preachers to come in. You know, they would have the <laughs> just Baptist right. preacher come just over and preach at the Pentecostal place. Come the Pentecostal over, yeah. <laughs> preach at the Baptist, which you wouldn't right. hear of here. Exactly. You know, because we have our little cliques. And, right. Uh, well, let me ask you this, just as, and I don't want, I want you to keep talking, but do you believe, I believe that it can happen here. Oh, it can. So that's what I was trying. I was saying, do you believe that we can begin well, to have certain brothers or whatever to to hear that and realize that that's what has to happen or what God wants to happen? Yeah. So yeah. in, I believe that can happen. Yes, I okay. answer that question. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I believe it will. Okay. You know, but I also believe that these revivals that we're going to see, I believe the Lord showed me. That these revivals are going to spring up, yeah, and they're going to call salvation. Right? Right. They're going to, you know, just like he told Paul. He said, "Be bold." He said, "I have many in this city, right. even though there wasn't a saved person in there yet." The Lord knew who He had called in right. that place, and so I believe the Lord is going to be taking great numbers of people into the kingdom. Right. But just like yeah. we know, those revivals are going to be snuffed out. Right. And I believe it'll be like a, a popcorn type effect where you have. These pockets all over the world springing up, and right. the devil's going to come in and snuff it out. Wow. And I know that sounds like, what do you want? That doesn't make any sense right. to us. But we know the end of the story. Right. We know the end of the story is Christians dying for their faith. Sure. We know, and sure. the way is narrow. Right. That leads. So God is going to spread through miracles 
and through these revivals, right. and they're going to be moving. These people are going to move out and start other ones, and they're going to go right. all, and it's going to spread. I got you, yeah. Okay. But we know that the whole world doesn't convert to Christianity. Sure. And everybody exactly. hold hands. and. <laughs> Exactly. You know, which is sometimes a fantasy that we have. Wow, look, the whole country is going to operate. Now, and we see in these past transformations, they operated for a while. Okay, but I got can, you. But you can the, go but, back to those places right. today because so we're kingdom looking 20 of darkness, years back. Right, comes back to fight again. Yeah. And, and so and it's a constant war. That's right. It's okay. a constant war. And so, like for me, success is right. being obedient to God. Right. And seeing that massive influx of believers coming in. but. Right. You know, you, there's got to be discipleship. Right. And that's where, you know, anywhere we go, we try to disciple people. We, yeah. yeah, we share in public. Sure. We do all that. Sure. But the people that really make a difference are the ones that you've stuck with for a couple of years. Right. And, and get you in see the them, and teach them and develop them. Then you see them, them doing and, the yeah. same thing, and they're sticking with people, and they're sharing. And that will multiply Crazy. itself, yeah. especially if you teach that person. This is what it's, this is what the kingdom of God looks like. Yeah. It's that leaven effect that goes throughout the whole bunch, you know. It's not that, you know, like a. So, to answer your question again, sorry, I keep getting off. <laughs> I, I like to tell tell things that maybe are not so uh, right on point with the question. But can that revival happen? Yes. And uh, just as we went down there. And you also said, can it happen here? Yeah. Of course it can happen sure. here. When we were down there the first time, we were, woke up early in the morning praying, and the Lord just spoke to me the importance of bringing teams from the States okay. and exposing them to what's going on there. Right. Exactly. So that they go back and they take that sure. fire back with them. Sure. And I remember when I was a kid even, there would be kids from our class go to church camp or whatever. Sure. And they would come back different. There was no doubt something happened. Different, yeah. And we didn't understand it. We thought, well, they're crazy. Or, you know, we always thought, well, it won't last. It won't last. It won't last. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, we were right. Right. Uh, but, you know, when something amazing like that's happened. Right. And a lot of those church camps, they didn't see healings. They didn't see right. amazing things sure. happen. Which might have been a longer lasting effect. You look in the in the New Testament. Right. Yeah. You no, know, Jesus even yeah. says, He's like, even if you don't believe in me, believe on the believe account the, of the miracles that I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we believe people are uh, young people will come in and beliefs right now is is at least considered safe. One of the one of the reasons that my friend and his church decided to go there is because all the places that they were taking their kids right. now were considered unsafe. Down in Mexico and down in Places wow. in Uganda, places in the Congo and Thailand, sure. different places they were going. The people that they worked with were saying, "Hey, don't bring anybody right now." Right. And so they they wanted to be, they you know, wise. Right. <laughs> they wanted to be wise sure. and, and maybe not sure. bring, you know, these young Christians. And so they 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 found beliefs and they said, "Let's focus on that. Let's put all everything going into that while that's a a, a place that's able to receive the gospel." And they have a lot of witchcraft in the country. Sure. A lot of yeah. different. Uh, religions and things and the diversity of people just in all spectrums you know yeah. but uh, you know we believe that the Lord was showing us that was important so that's why now like normally I, I wouldn't go around and just meet with right. different churches or different sure. pastors but we want to share that vision right exactly. I had a, had a dear brother share a story with me because when me and my wife first got married we decided we would never ask anybody for anything sure 
And that's not necessarily biblical, but we, we, knew, <laughs> we knew that we could ask the Lord in secret. Right. And he would provide, He would, he would right. reward us openly. Right. And we saw that. I mean, when the Lord told us to go to Mexico, we went there. When the Lord told us sure. to go to Africa, we went there. We never asked anybody. God sure. provided right. every step of the way. And uh, it was kind of like when the Lord uh, shared about, he, he sent them out. And he said, don't take a purse with you. Right. Don't, don't take yeah, your money don't back. Don't take anything yeah. with you. Yeah. And uh, then he did Another that two time. times. Yeah, he told and then them. the last time yeah. he told them, he said, the table, he said, did yeah. you lack anything when I did this? <laughs> no. And they said, no. He said, okay, well, this time take a purse. Take a purse and yeah, take a yeah. purse. And that's where we're at now. And so like, as we begin to say, well, hey, we got to share this vision. Right. And me and my wife are like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to share it because we have needs or we need finances because right. the mission organization we're going with has a budget they has say you got to have this budget for you to show up right and so now it's like we're trying to believe for one type of miracle then sure. a, a different and the lord showed me that and i said okay i said so how do i get that purse and uh that's when the lord spoke to me about the 103 and i began to realize that i got the word of the lord right and i'm trying to find people right. who god is bringing into this thing because right. it ain't about me it ain't about my family it's exactly. about what is God doing right, right? Exactly. exactly and that's one of the things that me and my wife have seen in life if you'll just look just like Jesus said he said I only do what I see my father do right so if you just open your eyes and look at people in your life right and when you see God working in their life you need to go stand next to that right you need to go stand <laughs> next to that and just be available right you know and we've seen so many miracles in sure. that in that because that's easy that's right god's already he ain't waiting on you right he ain't waiting on me <laughs> he's already he's working yes he's already working and, uh, so in that we just began to go around and share and we believe that we've already been finding the and not by people. our pro- sure. profession but by theirs that exactly. they're a part of the 103 okay and that's what we're believing you to be a part of too okay is to be a part of that and partner with us in prayer and yeah you know and that's you know when god put you in my heart that's we said okay we gotta get up with brother fletcher okay and uh we believe he's gonna be a big part of that all right so well we've been talking today to west jennings uh he's a great friend and a missionary uh, and they're going to Belize. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, want to give everybody the opportunity to just hear his story. And we'll come back again on another episode to give you more details of how you can personally get involved. But I know that as the Lord spoke to me uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, he said that he was praying about who would be a part of this, his um, journey. And uh, I called him yeah. and said, you know, whatever you get ready to go, before you go, let me know because I want to be able to sow into it. And, and so, but we just thank you for all for listening today. Uh, remember to subscribe so that you can be a part of, of kingdom building and kingdom connecting. Uh, and so it's all about doing the will of God. So, uh, Brother Jennings, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing today and we'll have you on again. Yeah, we'd love to have it whenever. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. 
And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.